the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon. I'm along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives again mm-hmm. folks i'm glad that you are with us i'm just uh we have a great topic tonight what's called the devil's tools so i'm interested to see what blaine and ed's going to be bringing to the table here i know what i got down so i guys um i'm glad to have you all here today how are you guys all feeling good Good, feeling really good. Yeah, good, good. I know that we had some real great excitement last weekend at the uh, park, and um, anybody want to give that the testimony on that? Well, I, I just, I, I am so thrilled. All I got to say is, um, working together as a team, it is such a blessing, folks. That uh, I'm in ministry um, with this homeless with with Pastor Ed and, and Pastor John. Uh, John being my bro uh, last week, John, you had put it on the table. Um, said, you know what, we need to share the word more and more and more. And John was talking to the group and then uh, really believed the Holy Spirit was moving through all of us and gave me really the gospel. And um, praise mm-hmm. God. I, I, the word of God, folks, is so, so powerful. It changes people's lives. It changes their eternity. And God's word was going forth. Oh, absolutely! I just felt it. You were just uh, just showing them with the the thief on the cross next to Jesus how easy it is with God to get into the kingdom of the of the Lord. And you were going on telling them, sharing about that, and God was just a movement. And folks, we asked them, um, "You want to give your life over to Christ?" And we had three gentlemen that gave their life over to Christ. You know, and I was watching one of the gentlemen. Um, I. I I guess we don't need to say his his name, but he was he really kind of grabbed my attention that day, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to really give him some attention. And, and as uh, I got to share, and then you got to say, "Hey, you know who wants to be forgiven of their sins? Who wants to receive Christ?" And we were just looking around, and this one gentleman, I like, just like raised his hand, like who wouldn't? <laughs> and then two other men did, and it was yes. just beautiful. It was just, but we were working together. And we were just watching God move, and what a blessing it was, folks. You know what was amazing? Uh, 
everyone stood around as a witness to watch these men receive the word of God into their life, of them receiving God. And that was amazing. You can hear a pin drop out there as you were saying the sinner's prayer, and they were all witnessing this. It usually, you know, usually they'll take the food and go, or, you know, or we'll have a little prayer and that. They stood around and watched all this, and, and you can just feel the hand of God there. Well, you had them repeat the sinner's prayer and there were some on the other side of the table repeating that prayer oh really i didn't see that and uh, as you guys after you after you did the sinner's prayer then you had connie come over to pray for him Mm -hmm. well you were all behind me so i kind of thought that was seeing i turned around and started getting things ready and i looked up every soul out there was full attention was what you guys were doing amen they didn't bat i mean they didn't blink they didn't (laughs) They didn't turn their heads and nothing. They just focused in on what you guys were doing. I, what a witness. What a witness to those people. I, I noticed that also as they were all sticking around like, yeah. what is all of this? But again, we were, praise God, the, the, yeah. word of, the word of God, the gospel, the good news <clears throat> was just coming out. Yes. And so these folks were able to hear the good news. They did, um, Pastor Ed. They were kind of watching as to what all they were watching intently. Oh yeah, as these men humbly, humbly yes. saying, "I want Jesus," and yes. humbly saying, "It's like okay, you guys, if you confess," Jesus said, "If you confess me before man, I will confess you before my Father. If you deny me before man, I will deny you before my Father." I told the whole group, I said, "You guys just, you just proclaim Jesus in your life." And then we did the sinner's prayer and said, well, let's just, this is what we believe in, you inviting them in, uh, repenting, telling, asking God you're sorry for your sins. Um, but yeah, people were watching, and I can't wait to see what God's going to do next. Yeah. But, but I do know that um, they've been on my heart all week, mm-hmm. and, and part of my study today is how the enemy wants to steal that seed. Right. And um, so we want to encourage more with the Word and even baptism. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I knew the spirit was touching him. Just a, the flow of the tears was just coming down off these men's faces. And, you know, as us being men and guys there, we know what it's like. You don't you don't break down and cry. You know, that's one of the forbidden fruits, I want to say. You just don't do that as you're raised. But you know what? These men had no shame. They felt the Lord. They were just, they were with overwhelming joy. And so it that, that was just a blessing. And, folks, it's just a power of God just by, you know, you don't even have, as long as you're there and being there and sharing, God does the rest. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. You know, so, man, what a great testimony on that. You know, yes, uh, last week's uh Last week's message we had here on the show was Temptations, uh, the Devil's Tool. And then this week, we're going to have the Devil's Tool. So, folks, this will be an interesting um, conversation. So please um, join us and and enjoy with us. I'm going to go ahead um, and start the show, guys. Um, I wrote down, this is what I think the devil does. And and, and I wrote this. The devil has his playbook. And it's at his readiness. And you know, guys, we know as in football and that, you always come with a game plan. They have their playbook. We have our playbook. And you know when when and, – and the devil has his own playbook, but you know what? We have our playbook, and you know what our playbook is? It's the Word. It's the Bible here, mm-hmm. you know. And it tells us how to – Get around his little, his little tools, his little things that he throws out at us. Amen. And, you know, and the devil is always ready to attack. 
and especially when we're at our weakness. It never seems to fail. He knows when we're down and when things are just piling and pressure's piling up on us. He's there with his little game plan, and he's going to hit you whatever tool he has at his disposal. If one doesn't work, he'll just go to the next, and he'll just keep piling them on until we feel overwhelmed. And there again, God says, let me have all your heavy burdens. And I, I just love the way he does. But I wrote this down. Don't let anger get a foothold. The first one I had is his tool was anger. God, did, I mean, excuse me, the devil just uses anger um, in a way that it, it, it just, it, it leads us to run and hide and all kinds of things. But I'll, I'll get into that. But it says, don't let anger, I, I wrote, don't let anger get a foothold in your life. Let go of it for for your own good, and you know, and that's a hard thing to do, especially when someone got us angry, and anger it it it, it leads to bitterness, and it usually leads to revenge, and those are the things that the devil throws with that anger. There, I have a great scripture here. It's in Ephesians here, uh, chapter four, verses twenty six to twenty seven. And I'll go ahead and read that. It says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. He just waits. He, you know, when we when we get in that anger mode, he's just laying there waiting so that he can spring his tool against us to to, to trap us and snare us. And you know, so that is one of the things I wrote down. And then I had another thing here that I wrote down. It seems like when someone gets you upset, your 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 actions are to retaliate. It's, what am I going to do? And you know, and that's where we go to the word. And this is what and, and revenge is not ours. And that would be in Romans. Uh, that would be in Romans twelve nineteen, if if I remember right. And and I'll go to that. And it says, uh, "Dear friends, never take revenge." Leave that, leave that to the righteous anger of God, for the Scripture says, "I will take revenge, and I will pay them back." Says the Lord, He'll get them a lot worse than what we can ever do. And whenever we try to take revenge, um, it's it's not a great thing. It's a thing that you need to let God do and let Him deal with. So I was one of the tools he has in his little playbook. He has a whole lot of tools, as we'll find out and see. The next one I had that he uses a lot on, he uses guilt. Man, that guilt, he can, you know, guilt is the one that he loves to use on people. And I wrote this down. You know, he uses it especially when you, you make a mistake. You might have a sin that you've done. And man, that guilt sets in. You feel like you're unworthy with God again. And and this is what I wrote here: When you confess your sins, believe that God forgives you, and let go of your uh, let go of your sense of guilt. You are clean in God's eyes, and you know that guilt. He throws that guilt on us. And I wrote with that guilt. I wrote <clears throat> guilt equals then shame, and then when shame comes. It, it, it makes us hide from the Lord. And and you know what the one I loved about it was? A great illustration was that. Was in Genesis 3, 7 through 11. And I wrote this. God causes us to hide from, uh, it says, guilt causes us to hide from God. And I'm going to take you over to Genesis, guys. And let's read what we have there. Um, in Genesis 3, 7 through 11. I don't know if I'll read them all, but um, we'll go ahead real quick. 
this is when they were um, the the man and the woman Adam and Eve were in the garden and they ate of the fruit. And at the moment, this is at the, this is when she gave it to her husband Adam. She already took the bite and he ate it too. And it says, uh, verse seven says, at the moment their eyes were open and they suddenly felt a shame of their nakedness. Mm-hmm. So they sewed the fig leaves together to cover themselves. And when the cool evening breeze were blowing, the, um, were blowing, the man and his wife heard that the Lord was walking about in the garden. And the next thing they did, so, and it goes on to say, so they hid themselves from the Lord among the trees. And then the Lord called to the man, where are you? And he cried, I heard you walking in a garden, so I hid. Yeah. And because he felt ashamed and I was afraid. <clears throat> uh, here it goes now, you know, afraid and was afraid because I was naked. And then he goes on to ask him, who told you who, who you were naked and all that. But, you know, there again, <clears throat> guilt causes us to run and hide. We feel guilty. We feel shame come upon us, and the devil's just hammers with that. Uh, and then it comes with us then feeling that we're so shaming that that we can't come to God. So, you know, we're at our weakness. So these are the tools that he loves to use on us, and I it, and we all been through this, guys. Oh, I mean, it's not, you know, that. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? In Psalms 32, 5, I'm going to go to that next, and this is what God says about that, and I'm going to— Go ahead and read that. And it says, finally, I, uh, this is what it says in 32.5, and this is um, what David said in, um, in his Psalms. Finally, I confess all my sins to you, and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me, and all my guilt is gone. So there it is there, you know. So don't let the devil get a hold of you and try to play his— his little playbook and try to knock you down and then the last one i put was fear the devil uses fear to his to his uh to his playbook and he casts that fear out you know he'll stop you from going out and doing ministry work because i don't i I can't do that you know i'm a fear what happens if this happens or what i can't you know i don't have this and you know and he's playing that fear onto you and and I can do a whole verse, I mean, a whole sermon on this, folks. And I want to let you know, maybe this could be a challenge to you. Go to the fear of God, the awe of God, the reverence of God, and look at all his promises about his fear of him and mm-hmm. see about the blessings that he bestows upon you, about the prosperity that he does for you. That is a fear that you should have, an awe for God. And that is, and that's where I would counterattack with this devil with his fear. He puts fear as terror, where God puts fear of pros, uh, pro, um, prosperity, blessings, and you know what? And we can all learn from that, too. He, it's a learning experience. Um, I believe that was in Joshua. If you want to look that up, folks, it would be really interesting. I believe it was in Joshua, Deuteronomy. I think it was in Joshua. But anyway, um, I wrote down here, fear equals to the devil. He goes to the punishment, and then it breaks us down to weakness. And and I wrote I wrote here, allow God's perfect love to drive away your fears. So if the devil's coming at you, casting fear upon you, and using that as a scare tactic and to push on you, go to God's word, get the love of God, the fear of God, and He'll take care of the devil and give you a different kind of fear, a fear of love, and that. And I can back that up in First uh, John's four eighteen. And I'm going to go to that one real quick here. Um, and it says, 1 John 4, 18, 
Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we're afraid, it is for the fear of the punishment. Again, the devil's pushing on that. And, and, and this shows us that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Love, uh, the love of God will take care of that fear so that you got to remember that God loves us and we don't have to run. We don't have to hide. We don't have to feel ashamed of our guilt. And we don't have um, to be angry or with bitterness or anything. We let God control. If we stay in his word, the word of God's playbook can outbeat the devil's playbook by every every play. So, guys, I'm running a little – I got some more things, but I'm going to end up really on that and let you guys sing. So, uh, And it was – Ed, I think you were going next after mine. I'm going to go ahead next. Uh, I was going back through some – some of my old, old, old stuff. And I come across this list of uh, tools of the devil. It was kind of interesting. They're broken into two groups. So one is spiritual, and by or scripture, I mean. And by scripture, I mean you can go find scriptures that relate to it directly. The other is personal, and it's more the references. You, you don't find a, a scripture to, to uh, define it. But here's, what, here's the list. Sin, hate, selfishness unforgiveness, lies, ignorance of God's truth, tempting God, blasphemy God, and redefining God. Mm-hmm. And so that's quite a list. Yes. You know, uh, we, we wonder how sometimes we get through the day without sin, without mm-hmm. without uh, falling for one of these, these tools so many. But here are the personal ones. Cults, distraction, offenses, our thoughts. It doesn't matter. You know, somebody comes up and tells you something, it doesn't matter. Yes, it matters. It matters to God. I can't fear false guilt and loneliness. And those are the those are the personal uh, tools. So he's got a whole, uh, whole cabinet full of stuff he can use on you. Mm-hmm. So we really have to be in the Word, and we have to be... Uh, uh, not just reading, but studying. We have to understand the word, not just know it. Yes. The scripture I want to use today is in Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verses. I'm going to use one to five. And uh, verse one says, uh, "You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times." Well, folks, we're in the last days. And there are very difficult times. But as I read through these other verses, I want you to think about what's taking place today and see how this fits. And you'll find out that we really are in the end times. Verse 2, for people will love only themselves and their money. Mm -hmm. They will be boastful and proud, scuffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. And I think that's the biggest thing we see out there today is just there is no self-control. It says, they will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, uh, be puffed up with pride and love pressure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will, re- but they will reject the power that... Could make them godly. Stay away from these people. <laughs> That's a good warning. But as uh, as we look out there, I know John and I discuss a lot of what's going on in the world, and and uh, we watch some of the foreign channels of what's going on around the world, and and 
boy, this just, it just lays it out. Yes. Uh, we are in those days now. And remember, he was re- reminding Timothy 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And today, here we are living his warning. So if you think Satan has, uh, is not around or that he's not active, he is more active today than he's ever been because God has loosened his hand and allowed Satan more and more control, and we're going to see more and more yes. things happen. So we need to be aware. But these are some of the things. We, we talked about last, uh, uh, last uh, Saturday, and uh, I'm not going to get into a lot of detail, but there was a, a little dispute between a mother and a daughter out there, and uh, actually there wasn't. There was a conversation, but... She was doing some things I thought she needed to be warned out. You know, it's a dangerous out there. I mean, people are out there on drugs. They have mental problems. Mm-hmm. You just have to really be careful. So I was talking to the mother about it, and she called her daughter over. And and I just mentioned what she should be aware of, and boy, did I get slammed. And I'm thinking, you know, my kids would have never talked to an adult that way. Mm-hmm. So... So that's what I say when you when you listen to what what uh, uh, Paul uh, yeah Paul writes um, boy it's a it's a warning for us today absolutely Blaine I'm curious to what God put on your heart well you know I'm I'm sitting here that's one of my favorites there Pastor Ed I think that is an incredible reminder as to not only children being disobedient but you know all of us here have a few years on us and. Uh, we, we were definitely not uh, disobedient to our parents. And the pride and the arrogance, um, the love of money, the things that are going on, is I, that's a reminder, Pastor Ed, that I think we need to read often. Because yeah. we are in, they, they say we are, the last days. We don't know where that last day is, but we're in those days. And that, that scripture describes what's going on in the world very clearly. Um, I have one scripture I wanted to share, and it's going to be out of Matthew It's um, chapter 13. I'm going to read 16, um, or I'm sorry, um, let's see, 36 through 40. And it says, Then Jesus sent the multitudes away and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The, The good seeds are the Son of the kingdom. But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. So, you know, you guys, as we talk about the, um, the tools the devil uses, he sows some tares. And I just want to mention something. You know, when, when we were talking about the men that made a decision for Christ, and praise God, we've been seeing many who do, mm-hmm. that enemy's right there. He wants to steal that away. And so what... We, we can't do it all. There's some that plant seeds. There's some that water. But we want to make sure that they are in this word. As we all know, this word will carry them not only through this week where they're under it, but again through life. And so as, as we look at this, I've got, I've got a reminder for everybody out there. Please listen. And I'm going to ask you this question. Anyone ever wake up angry and you don't know why? I want you to try something new. If God's mercies are new every morning, how about we do the same thing? I, was, I, I believe God gave me that. You know, Blaine here is telling myself in my mind, my heart, I woke up angry. The enemy was working on me in my sleep, 
And we, we've got to say, get behind me, Satan, as Jesus did. We've got to get in his word. We've got to get in worship. Um, but let's, let's do something different, folks. And, and, and this is coming out of my heart. I'm speaking to myself as the word. I could have listened to you all night, all, what you were talking about there, John. Um, but let's all try. If, if God's mercies are new every morning towards us, how about we do the same towards those around us? Amen on that. Yeah. It, it, you know, I mean, Blaine, I got some here that's going to back you up with that. Uh, that and that was in forty six one in Psalms, and I'm going to read what it says. It says, "God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help us in times of trouble." And we're going to leave that with the audience tonight. And you know, and that's who we're going to rely on. We're going to the playbook of God's playbook, and that's the Word of God. And we're going to defeat Satan by His Word. He's going to try to do his little playbook, but he ain't going to trap us up because we're going to stay with God. Let's keep him always in there. Guys, if that's getting to the end of the show, I'd like to hurry up and ask you guys the last one thing you'd like to say before the show ends. So I- well, I tell you, I think for me, what happened uh, uh, last Saturday with the three men, it's we can't even t- tell describe how it really went down but that made to me that made the whole our whole time out there worthwhile the fact that these these guys just they were all standing around not together and you ask if they wanted to give their life to Christ boy they stepped up right away i mean there was no hesitation one of them george we've known george for what 3 4 years richard Richard, I mean, yeah, yeah, George is his brother. But Richard, we've known for three or four years. Yes. And here he steps up and gives his life. God get it. Boy, I tell you, it was, it, was a, it was a great Saturday. Absolutely. Praise God. I'm good. You're good on that? Okay. Gosh, there it is there, folks. God, our time goes by so quick. I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Without our sponsors, it would be very, very difficult out there. But we're so blessed by God providing. And that would be Kim and Anna over at Goodwill. We're going to be seeing them today to pick up some more clothes. We want to give you a shout-out and say thank you. Always, Javier and his family. God, what a blessing you guys have been. I just thank you for the homeless ministry that uh, you supply your the food, the burritos and that out there. We really appreciate all you do. Over there at Jeremy and Tim over at Skyline. Hey, guys, we appreciate all your help there with the homeless, too. And over there with El Cajon Westland Church with Stephen Forsythe. Hey, Steve. Hey, thank you for helping us. Hey, folks, I hope this was a blessing today. Remember, the devil has his playbook, but we have God's playbook. And that's the word. So remember, stay in his strength and and run to him in it for your refuge. May God bless you and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.